0: This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Yet another week
1: is going by, and Dalvin Cook is still a free agent on the market. Will he have a team-by-training camp? Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, SiriusXM XM Channel 80. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. She is Vanessa Richardson. You can follow me at HammerNation19. Follow her at SportsVanessa. Coming up about 10 minutes from now, Vanessa, America has waited, and I will finally reveal my top five running backs In the NFL. I'm sure everyone hanging on every word. I am. We'll do that about 10 minutes from now. I can't wait to get your reaction. Um, I'm surprised that it's taken this long for Dalvin Cook to get a job. And I I think there are a couple teams that make some obvious sense for him. I I think everybody's lost sight of just how good a player he really is.
2: Four-time pro bowler. Obviously released by the Vikings earlier this month. I think he immediately elevates the majority of teams that he's on.
1: So the Jets have been floated around. I mean, Vanessa, why not? Like, they're all in. It's clearly for one or two years, as long as they have Aaron Rodgers on their team. Um, You know, they do have a good young running back in Brees Hall, but Brees Hall is not Dalvin Cook. I don't understand how putting better players on your team makes your team worse, but Dan Orlovsky disagrees with me. He's an ESPN football analyst, and he was a guest on Get Up earlier this morning. The Jets are a Super Bowl contender. all right. As of right now, they are a legit, bona fide Super Bowl contender. The reason why I say don't get Dalvin Cook is I think Brees Hall has got the chance to be the next Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, Alvin Kamara type of impact. This is a young man that, one, they went up in the draft to get two through seven weeks last year, led the NFL in yards from scrimmage. And I understand he's coming off of the ACL injury, but the timing of that ACL injury does matter. He's a guy that you're going to want to get the football a ton to. You know, I think though, Vanessa, we figured out in this league, you need more than one good running back. Like the Eagles went to the Super Bowl last year because they had three. So did the Chiefs.
2: I don't know that I feel like Brees Hall is proven enough, and this is I would I would be saying this even if he hadn't suffered that injury because the injury is a completely – I don't feel like he's proven enough to say, hey, we don't want a four-time Pro Bowler, especially when you take inventory and you look at what Dan Orlovsky said. It's win-now mode. Aaron Rodgers is, yeah, one of the greatest. He's not a spring chicken. They they bring in Uzama. They bring in Garrett Wilson. I mean, they are surrounding him with weapons to win now. I don't know that Brees Hall is proven enough to say that you don't want Dalvin Cook. So I, I beg to differ with Dan Orlovsky.
1: So the average NFL running back plays what, like 9, 10 games a year? I mean, they're constantly injured. It's part of playing the position, but the odds of playing 17 games as a running back, very slim. Very low. And then also you want to try to take the pressure off of some of these guys so that they're not the days of 25 carries for 163 yards and three touchdowns. Like, I know this. My fantasy football team sucks every year because I'm trying to find running backs to put on that actually put up big numbers. And there aren't a lot of guys that do because it's a committee position. It's that the good teams don't have one running back. They've got three because they're pretty easy to find. They're relatively cheap. But that's it's one of the reasons why I thought two running backs getting taken in the top 12 this year. I thought was just insane. The Vikings are also a Super Bowl contender, and they just cut a guy that's made the Pro Bowl. And I know it's the Pro Bowl. It's not like the NBA All-Star game. A lot of guys make the Pro Bowl. But he has made the Pro Bowl four consecutive years, and he's free and out on the street right now.
2: And if you're Aaron Rodgers, do you remember the rumor that Aaron Rodgers – I shouldn't say rumor, the report that Aaron Rodgers had like a grocery list of targets that he wanted? And then he goes on Pat McAfee, and he's like, I didn't have a grocery list. And then it really sounded like he had a – it just sounded like there was a list of some sort, okay, of – if you're Aaron Rodgers and you're in win-now mode, you know that you're in the number one media market. You know that you're probably going to be on Hard Knocks. Are you not going to the front office and saying, if you can make it work, get this guy?
1: Yeah. I also think that Rodgers is always better and it takes some pressure off of him when he doesn't have to throw the ball 50 times a game. And, you know, they have a legitimate threat running the ball. I think the Jets are going to need that in their division, in their climate. You know, it's the one thing Buffalo cannot do is run the ball consistently and it's crushed them just about every playoff year that they play in that climate and bad weather. You know who their best running back is? It's Josh Allen. It's their quarterback. <laughs> He's really their best running back. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, other Dalvin Cook teams that I think are interesting. I'll give you another one in the AFC East. You know, I don't know if Tua is going to be able to stay healthy, mm. but I feel like the Miami Dolphins, this is also just ripe for them building a a committee of running backs. You know, they've got a couple of guys from the San Francisco system down there with Mike McDaniel uh, that have played there. Jeff Wilson is there. And I think Dalvin Cook would be a really good addition for them at, again, a relatively inexpensive price.
2: What can Frank Smith do as offensive coordinator? What can Mike McDaniel do as head coach? All of that is dependent, like you said, on Tua and quite frankly, specifically, all of the drama surrounding his concussions and if he can stay healthy. But Dalvin Cook, I think, immediately elevates, and that is a difficult division. I mean, you're talking, that's, that is one of the reasons to go back to one of our former topics with hard knocks. That's one of yeah. the reasons the Jets would be so interesting on hard. This is not gonna come easy to them. Their schedule is not gonna, is not easy, especially the first couple of games. But with the Miami Dolphins, I think it is intriguing, my friend, I do.
1: Yeah, I I, I'll. I mean, there's a few others, like a couple NFC teams that I think could really use him as well. I don't know what's going to ultimately happen with the Giants and their situation with Saquon. My guess is he'll end up signing the tag. But there are a couple of other NFC teams to me that really could use a little bit of better balance in the way they play. Uh, and I don't know how many of them have open salary cap space, but... Like, Detroit last year threw the ball a ton. They're going to need to score a ton of points. That also, to me, would be an interesting team for him. I guess I'm just surprised. Does it feel like, you know, he hasn't even really taken any visits yet? Maybe it's just...
2: and you not and I, one. when we're, yeah, when we're doing research for the show, we're searching, we're saying, where is Dalvin Cook? Where are the rumors? It's not like, and I know he plays a different position, but it's not like DeAndre Hopkins where you're seeing, okay, Carolina possible yeah. reunion with Deshaun Watson in Cleveland. And of course, the New England pick. We're not seeing all of this. I believe there's a, a market for Dalvin Cook. Now we, we could get into the running back and what the market and things. Jonathan Taylor has said about that and the situation with the position, as we talked to Herm Edwards about, but I still very much believe there is a market uh, for Dalvin cook and maybe a couple of more domino pieces need to fall before he finds a home
1: on the issue with the jets and whether they have enough weapons around, you know, Garrett Wilson is the rookie of the year. And I think that's a really good number one receiver is the rookie of the year with Zach Wilson and uh, Mike white as his quarterback. I can't imagine what he's going to do with one of the all-time greats out there. You talked about the tight end additions. You got Alan Lazard, which is a legitimate. There's one area where if I'm the Jets, I've got legitimate concern, and it's on the offensive line with a 39-year-old, 40-year-old quarterback that they're running around back there. They better be able to block up front. But from a weapons standpoint, I think they are in relatively good shape with or without Dalvin Cook.
2: I don't know if they completed the rumored or reported laundry list or grocery list for Aaron Rodgers for who he wanted, but um, I'm very much a believer in CJ Uzama. I covered him when I was in Cincinnati. I like what he brings to a locker room. I like um, the possibility and the potential of him producing on the field. And then look, Dan Orlovsky touched on, on the potential of Brees Hall, but I do think it as of now is that potential. So With Aaron Rodgers in in New York, because of the division they're in, because of his age, I feel like the levers are all going to have to be pulled the right way in order for them to be a Super Bowl contender, not just make the play. Super Bowl contender, a lot is going to have to go right, and you touched on it. You can't have an almost 40-year-old quarterback getting knocked down all the time.
1: Say what you want about Rodgers. The fact that he wouldn't accept that he came to the Jets with that list that Diana Rossini reported, of Uh, course. Of course. I'm glad
2: you remembered it was Diana because I couldn't remember who it was, but I remember that it was somebody that is like really legit. Yeah. I mean, this girl isn't just making things up.
1: No, no. And I I do, uh, I need to be better at making a grocery list, but I will tell you, I picked up a grocery order earlier today. And, like, with one of those curbside pickup things, four of the items that we needed, including one very important ingredient for the pasta that we're making for dinner tonight, completely left out of the bag. My wife right. had to turn right back around, go back to the grocery store. Even for us, non football legends, ugh, when you don't get what you want from the grocery store, it's always a problem. I just I'm gold Goldhammer. She is Vanessa Richardson. You could join the conversation, 888-SAY-ESPN, that's 888-729-3776. And Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive. Make sure your family is well taken care of with life insurance. Protect your phones, laptops, and more with electronic device insurance. And cover up your furry friends with pet health insurance from Progressive.
0: From the top five NFL quarterbacks. Prescott has had a fantastic windows my whole career. You want to win the Super Bowl to the top five NFL fan bases. <laughs> We're ranking the top of everything in the NFL. This is ESPN Radio's 158. Rank them. The top five running backs.
1: Well, America has been waiting, Vanessa. And I am about to reveal my top five running backs in the National Football League. Canty and Garland, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. I got a text earlier today. I called sources inside many NFL buildings. I consulted YouTube highlights. I went back and forth on some of these selections, and I am ready to go. Now, here's what I would request from you, Vanessa. I want feedback on this list, but I want you to let me lay the whole thing out. Okay. And then, and then you and then, give me. Then you give me feedback afterwards. So
2: you're saying let you let you cook, which I need to do more of. Uh,
1: get, let let me go into the kitchen with it's these my mom ingredients. My mom's saying I could find a husband I, if I could. Yeah. Yes. Um, let me cook, and then uh, and then I want your feedback, and then I also want to get everybody else's feedback. Triple eight, say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. It is the most replaceable position in all of sports. You're retired by the time you're 26 years old. But here are my top five running backs in the NFL. And we start at the bottom. Number five. All right, number five. I've got Jonathan Taylor injured last year. And I don't know what the heck the Colts are doing. I'm not a big believer in Vanessa's brother, Anthony Richardson, who Uh. is uh, playing in Indianapolis this year. But Jonathan Taylor is a workhorse. He set records in college. And when the Colts are at their best, they are getting the ball to him 20 or 25 times a game. And he's one of those guys, anytime he touches it, it might be a two-yard loss. But legitimately, he could take any play and take it 75 yards to the house. My number five, running back in the NFL, is the Colts, Jonathan Taylor.
0: Number four.
1: All right, number four, I got the NFL rushing champ. I got Josh Jacobs here. I thought his stats were a little bit inflated by some other guys getting hurt last season. But I think he's a really, really nice player. But I don't know that any like defensive coordinator goes into a game and they're like, uh-oh, we're playing Josh Jacobs this week. I don't know that that's a sentence that's ever been uttered. But he did put together really good numbers last season. Um, and I think that uh, if you're ranking the running backs, the fact that he led the league in rushing last year, I feel like I'm obligated to put him on this list. At number four, it is the Raiders, Josh Jacobs. Number three. number three, I got Derrick Henry. He is a guy that I think puts the fear of God into opposing defensive coordinators. And he's one of the few running backs to me that really, really makes a big difference. I'll always remember that playoff game that he had against Baltimore a couple years ago on a Saturday night when the Ravens were the number one seed and he knocked him out. And I think of all the backs on this list, he might be the only one that one day is enshrined in Canton in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Is he past his prime has he had two or three injuries too many? Could he actually benefit from a change of scenery? I think all of that is true. About the number three back on this list, it's the Titans, Derrick Henry. Number two. I'm going to get killed in Cleveland for this, but I've got Nick Chubb at number two. I know a lot of people thought just because of hometown bias, I'd put him at one. He's awesome. He's awesome historically, his yards per carry average is one of the highest of all time. It's right there neck and neck with Jim Brown. He has carried an offense that until now has never really had a competent quarterback on it. He runs into eight, nine-man boxes and still puts up big yardage. I'll put him at two because unlike the guy who's number one on this list, they don't give him much of a chance to catch the ball out of the backfield. Whereas the guy who's number one, is to me as known for being a receiver as he is really being a running back, which takes us to the top.
0: Number one.
1: Yeah, I've got Christian McCaffrey in the number one spot. He got traded for a first-round pick last year, which really says a lot. And I'll tell you, when Brock Purdy got hurt in that playoff game this past year in the NFC Championship game, I kind of wanted to see them play Christian McCaffrey at quarterback and let him try to throw some passes too. I just think when he's healthy, he's the most dynamic of all of these players. And I think he can hurt you in so many ways and really carry an offense the way no other back in the NFL can. So that is my top five list. It's Jonathan Taylor at five. It's Josh Jacobs at four. It's Derrick Henry at three. It's Nick Chubb at two. It is Christian McCaffrey at one. Let the debate begin. 888 say espn 888 But Vanessa, you get the first crack at some feedback.
2: Our long-awaited nightmare is over because I went to bed last night wondering what your list could be. Um, with all seriousness, I think it's a great list. I think McCaffrey at number one is, is probably the most obvious one, although your folks in Cleveland aren't going to like it. I would maybe reverse Jonathan Taylor and Josh Jacobs. I think Jonathan Taylor when you look at the quarterback situation he's had to deal with or should I say we as a Colts fan (laughs) have had to deal with. um, It's been brutal and I think Says the host from
1: Indianapolis. I mean you got if you're going (laughs) to let my bias shine I got (laughs) to let you make sure last time we did a show together you were live at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. I was.
2: I was. Not like I like cars or anything. Um, No but and then look with Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb, I don't know if you saw the new workout video that Derrick Hen- Henry released. He looks jacked. I am ready for a big Derrick Henry comeback. I don't hate that you have Henry at three and Chubb at two. I think those could possibly be reversed and still make it work. But McCaffrey, you you mentioned it. all these injuries that happen to these guys that work really hard in this position. It's part of the position. It's part of the game. Um... But McCaffrey, another one. I forgot about the Brock Purdy situation, too. I wanted to see that as well. Give me all the chaos, NFL scriptwriters. Yeah,
1: throw throw us a bone. I mean, we're all sitting here watching this game. All in
2: all, great list. Yes, I want Jonathan Taylor a little higher. Shocker. I think you could put Derrick Henry at two and Chubb at three if you really wanted to finagle it. But I don't hate it, my friend. I don't hate Uh, it.
1: So no Dalvin Cook. You know, Austin Eckler, to me... Some of these guys get overrated because they're better fantasy players than they are real life. Do you play fantasy football?
2: I mean, it breaks your heart every year. You have to. It breaks your heart. It breaks your pride. And inevitably, I I play with a group of girls. And a lot of times, the girl that knows the least and goes off of the color of the uniform she likes ends up winning. Yeah. it's painful. I'm, think-
1: I'm thinking about retiring from fantasy football. Mm. Just with the legalization of sports gambling and stuff, I just I don't know that it really, you know. Get, I guess I do it with a group of buddies that I went to college with, and we all yeah. did a like a college radio show together. So I feel bad Cute. about that. I know, uh, but Austin Eckler's a better fantasy back than he is a real life back. Alvin Kamara, like this isn't five years ago. Uh, Tony Pollard has been better than Zeke for a long time. He's coming off an awful injury, and then I think there's my toughest omission, which Donovan in Colorado uh, wants to get to. Uh, no, I'm sorry, Jordan in Pennsylvania wants to get to, but we'll get to Donovan in Colorado first. What's up, Donovan? You're on ESPN Radio with Aaron Goldhammer and Vanessa Richardson.
0: Well, I was I just was listening to that, and I was
1: curious. Why do you have Nick Chubb at two, and why do you have Dalvin Cook off the list? Uh, I mean, Chubb and Cook's numbers are relatively similar, and Cook plays in an easier division with worse defenses and with a better quarterback in Kirk Cousins. So to me, that's a pretty simple one. Uh, Dalvin Cook just got cut. That's kind of why it's hard to put him on the list. His own team didn't want him. Jordan is in Pennsylvania on ESPN Radio. What's up, Jordan? What's going on? What are we doing about Saquon Barkley? Especially over Josh Jacobs. I mean, Josh Jacobs is on the cusp of, you know what I mean, nowhere near his 50-year option. They brought in Kenyon Drake because he was struggling. Saquon Barkley, look what what he's doing, you know, with or without an ACL. I I know they placed the tag on Saquon, and I think he had a good year last year. I just am worried about his ability to stay healthy. I will admit, Jordan, it was the toughest omission from the list. Would you rather have Saquon or Josh Jacobs? Vanessa?
2: Uh, I would probably go with Saquon due to the potential, but I, but like you said, like the name of the game was Saquon's injury, and what's going to happen with the Giants? We don't know. There's a lot of question marks with Saquon.
1: Anthony in Jersey wants to complain about the Saquon thing too. What am I missing, Anthony? Go ahead.
2: <laughs> I mean, look, I mean, he's he's competing for the same salary as McCaffrey. How do you not put him on the top five list? I don't know if he's worth fifteen mil. But I think thirteen he's gonna you know, agree with, and
1: I think he's gonna be a top five back this year all day. Anthony, you're convincing me I'm already regretting that I didn't put him on. I only had five spots. I just remember this from the Combine. I remember interviewing Saquon Barkley and just being mesmerized by the size really? of his calves. Oh mm. my God. They Ooh. were like like it was it was really a thing to behold. It's getting it, hot like in I, here. Like it it was pretty I almost couldn't talk. I couldn't ask him any questions because he had legs like I had never seen before. Up next.
2: That's how I feel when you put your chest hair out. What?
1: Do you, Do you really want to? Maybe <laughs> no. Maybe before seven I o'clock, don't. I'll show. I'll just a little, <laughs> just a little tuft of chest hair for America.
2: Just a little, little next, sneak peek for viewers. we want
1: to. We want to hear from you. Did I get it right? Who is the biggest omission from the list? Who is the best running back in the NFL? We debate. We discuss. As Canty and Carlin continues, I'm Erin Goldhammer. She is Vanessa Richardson, and she likes chest hair on ESPN (laughs) Radio and the ESPN app. Help.
0: and Carlin, the podcast from the top five NFL quarterbacks. Prescott has had a fantastic windows my whole career. i want to win the Super Bowl. To the top five NFL fan bases. <laughs> We're ranking the top of everything in the NFL. This is ESPN Radio's Go. Rank Them, the top five running backs.
1: Kanti Carlins on ESPN Radio, ESPN app. I'm Aaron Goldhammer with Vanessa Richardson. I have revealed to the world my top five running backs in the world. Jonathan Taylor at five. Josh Jacobs world. at four. Derek Henry at three. Nick <laughs> Chubb of the Cleveland Browns at two. And at number one, it is the San Francisco 49ers, Christian McCaffrey. We'll get to your calls complaining about my list coming up at 888 H Say ESPN, eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Vanessa Listen to the list of free agent running backs. Dalvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott, Kareem Hunt, Leonard Fournette, and James Robinson. That could have been your top five list like two years ago. And now that's the list of the five best running backs who don't even have any
2: jobs right now. It's absurd. We had Herm Edwards on, and Coach was insightful about how the league has changed in general. And this is something that players are starting to talk about. Gone are the days where players rely on media to get their message out. They can tweet. They can Instagram. They can Facebook. They can TikTok. They can do all the things. And they have made it clear that they feel like the state of their position is uh, in danger.
1: Yeah. Well, when I was a kid and we would play, you know, I don't know, the backyard football game. or I I was never – I don't know, cool enough or big enough or strong enough to play a ton of tackle football in my life. But we would all want to be the running back. That was like the sexy position to be. The I grew up in the era of Barry Sanders and Emmitt Smith. And some of the most popular players in the whole league actually played not quarterback, but running back. Walter, Walter Payton,
2: Payton, Jim Brown. For
1: sure. Oh, yeah. Barry Sanders. I mean, Gail Sayers. Now I go and watch these practices because they do football practice like a block from my house down the street. And so sometimes I'll be taking a walk with the family or whatever. Everybody wants to play wide receiver and everybody wants to play cornerback. Those are like the two cool positions. And as the running backs continue to not get paid, like I think the position is going to continue to evolve because I don't think the best players are going to want to be stuck back there you know, retiring at 26 years old and making hundreds of thousands and not millions of dollars a year. Now, Melvin Gordon may have gone a little bit overboard when he said this, but he's a free agent running back, and he was on the Jim Rome show. Rack him. Take a listen. Here's Melvin Gordon.
0: It's just so tough for running backs right now, man. You have a lot of running backs that's out there. and (laughs) We just don't get no love. It's literally the worst position to play in the NFL right now. It literally sucks. Can you point to when that happened and what happened? Why is that? After Todd got paid, you know, Sean McVay came out and said, I'll never pay a running back again. And I'll just, you know, use them and then, you know, rotate them out. I think after that statement was made, and then I think they won the Super Bowl, everybody just followed suit, I think.
1: The other team that did this, as we hear Melvin Gordon there with Rome, the the other team that did this, the Patriots, remember, who was the guy, uh, Vanessa, that they had come on their team for one week on a nationally televised game? And he, like, ran for four touchdowns or five touchdowns. And then he showed up late to a meeting, was never seen or heard from again. He arrived for one week, killed it, ran for 100 yards, and then was back out on the street. Like, who was
2: it, Melvin Gordon talking about? Because I didn't hear which team he said.
1: The Rams. He was talking got about it. Todd Gurley was That's the guy right. he was referring to, remember, who got paid. Yes. Big contract. Uh, they decided to let him go, and then ultimately they went on and 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 won the Super Bowl. I I think the game has just changed, and you know what? I bet it's going to shift back a little bit now too. You, you remember a couple years ago when people said centers don't matter in the NBA? Okay, yeah. Does, and
2: and now we have Jokic. Who does Joel yeah.
1: Embiid matter? Does right? It, it's it all comes down to fads and and you know and. Uh, and styles. and It's so like
2: I, CrossFit, being vegan, all yeah. of the trends that you see, chunky highlights in women's exactly. hair. Exactly, exactly. It's a fat, eventually, yep. it goes back to neutral.
1: Yep, keto, South Beach. Ugh. I, I want to eat the only carb diet. Is there a diet I did where, South I, Beach. where I eat just carbs? I tried to be keto for a while. Ugh. Oh my God, it's terrible. Misery. Uh, Chris Canty, Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio is the show we're on right now. He was hosting Greeny earlier today, and he went on a rant about these running backs. Take a listen.
0: Stop saying they're undervalued. They're not undervalued. If they were, they wouldn't be touching the ball 25, 30 times a game. What
1: teams are recognizing is the prime of a running back's career is their first five or six seasons. And that's when teams have them on those rookie deals. Why am I going to
0: pay you top dollar, top of the market money for less than the prime of your career? It doesn't make sense. At other positions, the prime of guys' careers is in their latter 20s. For a running back it's in your early 20s that's just the reality of the NFL and the reality of that position
1: I mean Vanessa when I did play fantasy football before I retired I would try to take the hot rookie running back I mean Bijan Robinson is going to go near the top of everybody's draft I'm guessing
2: and I'm excited to see by the way what that Texas boy can do with the Falcons because I think he has the chance as a young guy to shine so what Canty is saying is he feels like they're not undervalued. He just feel like they, he feels like they have a shorter shelf life, and running backs themselves feel like, no, we have a longer shelf life, even though they get injured a lot.
1: Well, I, as we went through the top five running backs that I had on my list, they've all had major injuries in their career, right? Right, except for really Nick Chubb is the one who hasn't. Jonathan Taylor, Jacobs, Derrick Henry is the, Christian McCaffrey has had multiple season-ending injuries, so. But I don't disagree with what Chris is saying. I wonder if there's a way that if you draft a rookie running back, you've got to pay that player a little bit more than another position because you'd think guys in their prime, at some point the the union's going to have to negotiate this in an interesting way for that position because I know the running backs are getting upset about it. It's why Saquon hasn't signed his tender yet. It's why some of these guys, Dalvin Cook is still sitting out on the free agent. Market right now. Triple H say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Trey in Minnesota is next up on ESPN radio. What's up, Trey?
2: Hey, what's up? Um, I just don't feel like Jonathan Taylor should be on the list. Wow. You Why? mind explaining that one, my guy? I just he had one really good season.
0: I just don't think that's enough to put him over like Daquan Barkley.
1: I, I, to me, he's just had injury problems. But yeah. when he actually plays in his whole career, he's been pretty darn good.
2: But point taken, and we appreciate it, Trey. Look, I do believe there's more to see from Jonathan Taylor. I'll
1: come to your defense. There was a year where the Colts should have made the playoffs if Carson Wentz knew how to throw the ball to the right team. Oh, uh, where they where Jonathan C- Taylor carried him. I mean, where Jonathan Taylor was in, the, I believe,
2: in the MVP
1: conversation. I remember having no doubt. the conversation. And he was in the MVP conversation. Carson right. Wentz
2: forgot how to play football.
1: He, and I think he's still looking for a football team. Is he not? <laughs>
2: is he still a free agent? Has anybody signed yeah. Carson Wentz? He needs to, Poor, he needs to poor take
1: Carson Wentz.
2: Andy Dalton, state of mind, and
1: just be a backup. I know, but even if he's a backup, when you're going into a game with Carson Wentz, it is not good. Up next, Vanessa, I did it. I took my four-year-old to her first Major League Baseball game. Cute! I ran into a major issue, and I need your parenting help. We'll get to that next. I'm Aaron Goldhammer, <laughs> Vanessa Richardson with you. Canty and Carlins on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.
0: This is the Canty and Carlin podcast.
1: I'm in need of some parenting help, and Vanessa Richardson is going to be my source. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. I'm Aaron Goldhammer with Vanessa. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. We'll get to that story from my weekend at Progressive Field with the Cleveland Guardians in just a second. But first, Michael in Virginia joins us on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Michael, you were so fired up. The producer said we had to take you before we get to this story. So I'll give you the floor, and you better not disappoint.
2: Thank you. These owners are the greediest people I've ever seen in my life. These guys are out here putting everything on the line, playing for them, trying to win championships. And the owners set back, they're billionaires. They get all the glory if they do win a Super Bowl. And these guys are out of the league in three, four, five years. Uh, They're not getting paid. They're not getting no respect. Every player on that team deserves to be paid um, the max dollar, I think, because they're out there –
0: you get a knee injury, you're gone, or any kind of uh, back injury or whatever. I'm a Cowboys fan, and where in the world would they have been without Emmitt Smith? Yeah, so well, but,
1: but, 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 Michael, to, uh, listen, listen the, the, the system, you, we could argue the on. system is broken because the players don't get enough money just in general in the NFL. The, the, the division is not, but I mean, once the well, salary and, cap is set, you can't blame front offices for not wanting to allocate that much of their cap to a position where players are eminently replaceable.
2: It's a yes and, because I don't just, I mean, like, if we really wanted to get in the weeds on this, staff members at stadiums should make more money than they do. I mean, we could really get into the weeds on the ownership oh, and the yeah. division and Teachers all of that. I mean, should make and more agreed. money. <laughs> you know, 100%. I think... right. With the running back situation in particular... Look, I, how do you? How can you be innovative in the face of this? Can you maybe hire better trainers? Can you try to? I mean, I hate the turbo load management, and how would you even do that in the NFL? There's a, no teams but, are doing it though. The, run, the three running are. backs, like, and they're getting you hurt, know,
1: still. Who was Isaiah Pacheco last year yeah. for the for the Kansas? <laughs> now, is that guy ever going to make more than a million dollars a year in his entire career? He was a seventh round pick, winning a Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes. He's going to need to become a broadcaster with us if he ever wants to make big money. Sure. Out. By the way, radio hosts
2: definitely
1: a, a career that needs to yeah. make more money. Make it rain,
2: Jerry Jones. Just
1: like teachers. Triple H say E S P N is our number. All right. So I waited until she was four and a half. And on Sunday I loaded the kids into the car. My newborn son also came with us. My wife came with us.
2: Aww.
1: And we decided to go to the game. It was a hot day in Cleveland, about eighty five degrees. We park. You know, th- This is the first time that I've ever really done this math. We park, and I'm looking, and it's, I'm such a dad. It's $20. Okay, there goes 20 bucks to parking. <laughs> then when you have kids, of course, my four-and-a-half-year-old, I told her you get one treat. You get to pick out one thing that you want. She wanted cotton candy. It was really good cotton candy. She loved that. We get up to our seats. Which we got seats in the shade, and I figured, you know, I don't know, I'm with my four-year-old. She doesn't need to sit right behind home plate, right behind the dugout. Like, we were sitting up in the third deck, but, you know, not terrible. There's no such thing as a bad seat in a Major League ballpark, right? So I got a little bit emotional as I was carrying her from the concourse, and you see that green of the grass for the first time. I was remembering going to the games with my dad when I grew up in Denver. There was only minor league baseball before 1993, and so Mm -hmm. we used to go to the games together. It was just sort of bringing back all these memories. So then we sit down and I say to her, uh, her name is Stella. And I say, Stella, you got to watch the game. You got to focus in and, and watch the game. I said, what do you know about baseball? The only thing she knew about baseball before going to that game was one, two, three strikes. You're out at the old ball game. She knew, take me out to the ball game. She learned oh, the song at school. Okay. Baby doll. So she stood up and, you know, screw Seventh inning stretch. She loved it. She got to run the bases also after the game it was tremendous. <laughs>
2: Is this Guardians, then, I assume?
1: Yes, Guardians and Brewers. Ten innings. The kids no. stayed ten innings. <laughs> but I failed as a father because I did a very poor job of explaining how baseball works. How would you try to explain, Vanessa, to someone who had never once seen it before, how baseball works? What it is, what the object is.
2: Well, I'm interested to know what your description was. Mine, I would say, but you have to understand, too, I don't have kids, so I don't have training in this. Yeah. But maybe...
1: That might be an tr- advantage. It might be a disadvantage.
2: Yeah, exactly. You try to hit the ball with the stick, mm-hmm. and if you hit the ball, you get to run to one of the, tri- uh, one of the squares.
1: Okay. I like it. I described them as pillows, because that's what she thought they looked like. <laughs> then I got way too deep in the weeds. Okay. There was an interference call in the game, and I tried she, to explain that to she's her. She's four and a half, bro. Then I was like, Stella, let me tell you about the infield fly rule. And she was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> then Who she are was you, so Rob Manfred? Yeah, she was so confused. The pitch <laughs> clock... Three strikes and you're out. But four balls and you walk. And then what happens if you hit the? I got way too deep down that road. Here's the thing: basketball, you put the ball in the basket. That's the object Easy. of the game. Baseball, what is the object of the game? It's it is but good really dad on tricky you for to taking explain. her. Chris Carlin is going to join us next to try to give his thoughts and his top running backs as well. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Thanks
0: for listening to the Canty and Carlin Podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.